When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. To get away from him in Chicago, it's starting to get a little dicey for everybody involved with the Bears. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. Uh, Joseph. This is not good. Justin Fields just a little while ago addressing the media, and we have some of the sound uh, of him uh, talking about what the situation is there in Chicago. Uh, First of all, take a listen to this from Fields this morning uh, talking about what's going wrong here. I felt like, like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just – not, not not playing like myself. So um, uh, my goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and you know play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than just you know so much so to say info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean just going back. So it's a game. Um, and, and, and that's it because that's when you know I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself so bump all the you know what I should do what I this and that like pocket stuff like I'm gonna go out there and be me okay so think about that for a second I'm being robotic maybe I'm hanging out in the pocket a little too much so he's thinking clearly about what the criticism has been around him being too much of a runner and not enough of a quarterback right yeah, he's 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 basically and I'm not saying this is a response to Orlovsky, but Orlovsky broke this down very well earlier in the week. He's just not processing information and getting through his reads fast enough or efficiently enough. That's what's happening. He's not playing quarterback the right way. OK, so with that in mind, here's a little bit more on the coaching staff trying to make him stay in the pocket. Uh, they wanted me to work on staying in the pocket during during the offseason, which, you know, there's times where you do. But when that internal clock goes off. That's when you need to get out and extend the play, make a play. So, um, yeah, so it's just kind of like taking their coaching. And then there's always going to be like, you don't have to always, I guess, it's not going to work out perfectly every time. So, yes, there's times where I could have stayed in the pocket. But like in that play that specifically, like I was in the pocket for a long time. So I got to extend the play, get out of the pocket, extend the play do something with it you know make 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 something shake so um that's that's kind of what i'm talking about though and kind of you know getting back into my game and you know, becoming more of a football player than you know such a thinker on the field so well, hold on. is that a court stenographer making all that that noise <laughs> what what the hell was that i'm sure it was a zoom meeting with reporters and somebody just had their mic open probably as they're trying know. to take down I mean... notes on what he's saying Zoom etiquette is just at an all-time low. I can't tell you how many meetings I'm in where people are eating lunch. It's like, can you wait till the meeting is over to eat the lunch? You at There's least have lunch. to kill the camera and the audio if you're going to do that, right? Yeah, but then when you're asked a question, we're seeing you eat your lunch. I don't want to see you eat your lunch. Answer the questions that get in and get out. Nobody, nobody in their life has ever said, hey, I think we need more meetings, okay? We don't yeah. need this meeting to be longer. Get in, get out, get back to work. Sorry to go on that little rant there. It's It's okay because it's understandable, and I think we're all tired of the Zoom. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. In many ways. You're telling me. And there does not tend to be a great deal of etiquette. Now, all of that aside. Right. What we are hearing from Justin Fields and was specifically asked later on, like, what's holding you up? And he basically said coaching. So he has no idea what he's doing right now. That's what I take from this. I take from this that Justin Fields at the moment, Joe, wants to try to do the right thing and be a better passer, but then also is costing himself opportunities to go make plays for the teams. And the stat that so very clearly backs that up is the one that we gave you on Monday. Over three seconds in the pocket to throw the football, and he got sacked, what, six times when that was the case? I mean, that's absurd, and that's a guy that if he's not reading the defense well, now is way too hesitant to try to go and make a play, and you now, instead of coaching a guy, have turned him into a pretzel, mentally. We got a big problem on our hands here. All right, one of the things you and I talked about earlier this week is we took Justin Fields' first 26 career starts and we put him next to Mitchell Trubisky's first 26 career starts. I'm gonna, I'm not going to bore everyone with the numbers, but everything, completion percentage, uh, wins, touchdown to INT ratio, yardage, all of it was in favor of Trubisky. And no one ever liked Trubisky in Chicago. At any point, was anyone like, yeah, this is the pick. When they drafted him, when they traded from three to two with the Niners and took him, no one was excited. And no one was excited at any point while he was there, ever. And yet, his numbers and his production, better than Fields. This is a... This is a really bad situation because yeah. now you have the quarterback publicly coming out and basically putting his performance on the coaching. And we told you this. We told you this was going to happen, that the coaching was eventually this organization was going to put fields under the bus as the problem with the team. And then they were going to make the case that they needed to go out and get their guy at quarterback because it's the previous regime that drafted fields. And now maybe fields is feeling the same way and he's firing back. Let's go through some of this. He's made 27 career starts. Okay, 27. What do you think his record is in those 27 starts? Uh, I would say he's probably, let's say, 11 and 16. He's 5 and 22. Oh, my God. That's how bad. The Bears have lost well, 12 Well, the number straight. one pick. I, should, I don't know what I'm thinking there with 11. No, they trade. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But still, it's it's across three seasons. And, like, that's the thing. Even though I knew they had the number one pick, I looked this up and I thought, he can't be 5 and 22. I've seen him make some plays. 5 and 22 in 27 career starts. He's completing less than 60% of his passes, 26 touchdowns with 24 interceptions, which means for every TD he throws, he's basically throwing an INT. His quarterback rating is 75.8, which is absolutely abysmal. And get this, perhaps worst of all, 101 sacks taken in 29 career appearances. Wow. He's getting sacked over three times per appearance, which is just completely unacceptable. Now, a lot of this is on the offensive line, the lack of weapons, but Fields', the other Fields day wasn't. body of work so far is a mess. Yeah, the other day I wasn't. That's what alarmed me. And I'm sitting here through this offseason. I've always been a big believer in him. And he went out there and rushed for 1,000 yards last year, and that was, that was great. And to me, at times, really looked okay as a quarterback. Looked fine. And that's what had me confident that he was going to continue to move forward because I watched this guy a lot in college, a lot and he could make throws all over the field. That wasn't a concern. Right now, Chicago, this is about to be a nightmare. And here's how. They're going to blame Fields, as Joe just said, and then you're going to have a coach and a GM 
who are going to turn around and want to draft another quarterback, and you're going to be back in the same cycle that you have been in. And that, to me, is another lost five years for that organization. I, I think this is just a complete nightmare all the way around. And if they didn't believe in him last year, they should have traded him away and they should have kept the pick. Mike Tannenbaum was a guy that was here saying I would trade away Justin Fields and I would draft, you know, at the top of the draft, I'd take C.J. Stroud. I would yeah. take Bryce Young. I would do that. And turns out Mike, who frankly caught a lot of flack for it, may have been 100% right. And it kills me to say that, but what I saw the other day, Joe, alarming doesn't even begin to cover it watching that guy play. So what do we think is going to happen here? Let's start with this. Not only are you not producing on the field, and when I say you, I mean Fields and the Bears. I'm not putting this all on Fields because the, the Bears, with the, given their track record recently, they, they've got to have some accountability in this. Oh, everybody's got accountability in this. Without thing. a shadow of a doubt. So right now you're failing to develop him. He's failing to take the next step. Is there a way in which you can try to salvage what's happening move forward, make progress, and continue building? Or are we now seeing the beginning of the end of the Justin Fields era in Chicago, which ultimately ends in, I would say, another team trying to trade for him in a buy-low situation? I fear the latter. I really do. And it makes me feel like if you're a coach right now and you have twisted that kid's mind in a pretzel, how exactly do you now turn that back around? And if you're a coach... Are you definitively trying to do that? Or is the agenda for what your GM, your coach, your head coach, the organization wants suddenly shifting? Because A, shame on them if that's the case. Because you are the ones that made the decision in the offseason. We are trading the number one pick. Yep, we believe this you. guy. That's what you do with your actions. And then now you're going to try to turn around and you're not – Get the guy better. Like, Joe, they, one truism that I have always heard from coaches about players, guys who were afraid about whether or not they were going to make the team, that kind of thing, or they were going to stick around. I did this in minor league baseball. heard this, too. But it translates across. The time to worry is when they stop coaching you. I wonder if that is in the offing here on fields. Because if that's the case, if they're not trying to change things up, not working – to get you better, they've packed it in and they're ready to move on. And if that's if they are ready to move on, you damn straight better end up with Caleb Williams next year if you think he was better than one of the guys that got away this year. Caleb Williams' dad really is already screwed. talking about how he doesn't want his son going to a dysfunctional You want him going to the Bears right now? Bears in Arizona are two situations where it's like, I don't know about that. Going yeah. to Chicago and playing there. I do have a silver lining for you. You want to hear it? Yeah. If you listen to everything Fields said in that interview, in that press conference, talking about the coaching and being robotic and, and having the internal timer, I think we should be betting the over on his rushing yards prop this weekend. That's a good call. I think he's just going to take off and run. I think that's the move. I'm saying it quietly because I don't want everyone to be tipped off to this, but I think that's the play. We've got one more from Fields, okay? I want to hear just a little bit more asked about why he's thinking too much. When you say thinking less... What do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? You know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, 
you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. This is going to be a nightmare. This is going to be a nightmare. Should the, hey, should we marry takes here? We can marry takes. You want to do it? Yeah. Do the Jets call the Bears about Justin Fields? Look at you. That's how you do it. That's radio right there. That is, that's it for me. Let's get lunch. 888-SAY-ESPN. <laughs> it's on the table. Is this about to turn into a nightmare for the Bears? And as Joe just put it out there, should the Jets call? <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Is Justin Fields good? Not at the moment. In year three, he's got to start providing more solutions. We just haven't seen Justin provide the answers that are necessary, and we haven't seen the growth that we were all looking for. And this was supposed to be the second year with Luke Getzey. Now I understand more about the offense. I've also added DJ Moore. We aren't seeing any of those things, and we're also not seeing the stuff he does well. Well, what do you do this year if you truly are one of these horrible teams and you've got a top draft pick? Do you think about a quarterback? Well, the Bears are headed for being horrible, and they're headed for being in a position to draft another quarterback. And this is going to get uglier with Justin Fields, as we are finding out today. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Fields, just in the last hour, if you're just joining us, has talked about what is going wrong for him. And basically, he is saying there is too much going on in the coaching. Here's some more from our friend Courtney Cronin, who uh, covers the Bears for ESPN NFL Nation. And, of course, huge voice here on ESPN Radio and on First Take. You see her all the time. She's everywhere. This is a trans, uh, uh, transcribing what Fields also said. Quote, I don't think it's too many coaching voices. But I just think when you're fed a lot of information at a point in time and you're trying to think about that information, 
when you're playing, it doesn't let you play like yourself. You're trying to process so much information to where it's like, if I just simplify it in my mind, I would have done this. I saw a few plays on Sunday. If I was playing like my old self, we would have had a positive play. There would have been more third down conversions. I just think that's the biggest thing for me is playing the game, how I know how to play and how I've been playing my whole life. That's what I have to do. That's what I have to get back to doing. In other words, you guys are confusing the hell out of me. Screw that. I'm going to do what I've always done to get here in the first place. That's a problem. Yeah, like who's how, how does that work? Because the offense is clearly going to have a plan and a framework with which they want you to operate. If you're going to choose to say that that doesn't work for you and you're going to go a different way. All right, we've seen improv before in the NFL. There are some great improv quarterbacks, but I don't think they improv 95% of what they're doing. Like there's still a game plan you have to sit sit on. You still have to figure out how to get the ball to some of your wide receivers. This kind of sounds to me like I'm going to get that ball, I'm going to scramble, and I'm either going to run or I'm going to throw it down the field to an open receiver. Kind of like a backyard start sort of approach. And that can work, but Fields takes a lot of hits. And we haven't seen it work all that great so far in his career. You've put some weapons around him, but it, you don't have organizational alignment. I think that's the most important takeaway right now. You don't have organizational alignment. The coaching staff doesn't necessarily seem bought into the quarterback. The quarterback's not bought into the coaching staff. The front office has to start assessing whether or not they're going to move on from the quarterback because they had the number one pick, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. They were all there. They passed. They decided to trade back and stockpile. So now they work another year with Fields. It's getting worse, and we're only two weeks into the season. So now Poles, Ryan Poles, the general manager, has to start looking ahead the next year. Everything about this screams we're talking and thinking about everything other than Kansas City. And Kansas City is who they play this week. And that's an organization that's going to get beat. And that's an organization that's going to continue to lose. Because if you're going to win in the NFL, you got to have everyone rowing the same direction. And Chicago, it seems like everyone's rowing in different directions. They're not even in the same boat right now. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Here's the other problem, okay? We're really reading into these comments. What you're also hearing is what Fields does does not align with what the Bears want him to do. And that, to me, is, again, a case of taking the square peg and trying to put it in the round hole. Yep. Not taking your personnel and shaping your system around them. It is, no, this is our system. You better learn it. And those coaches, to me, are always the ones who are unsuccessful always the ones who are unsuccessful. We can talk about Belichick without Brady all we want, but there have been plenty of times in the last 25 years where Belichick's been around and he has taken guys off the street and not said, hey, conform to what we do, but he has, what do you do well? I'm not going to ask you to do what you don't do well. And that's what they're asking Justin Fields to do. I'm asking you to play within the constraints of something that does not accentuate what you do well. A good example of a coach, two good examples of coaches who can figure out how to build around the quarterback, and I think this is the one that stands out more than anything, is what we saw with Sean McVay and Jared Goff, right? Mm. Goff has been a 
good to maybe above average quarterback in the NFL. If you want to argue he's a little bit better than what I just said, that's fine. I'm not going to get caught up in that. But he was the number one overall pick, and you would expect him to probably be a little bit better than what he's delivered on. That's not the point. The point is he has limitations, and Sean McVay understood that, and Sean McVay understood how to work around that. So much so he had Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. I mean, he got a lot, a lot out of Jared Goff. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco is another one. Look at what he's done with Brock Purdy. He's put good weapons around him. He's built a system around Brock Purdy to put him in a comfortable setting every week when he takes the field. And as a result, Purdy looks pretty good. Now, Purdy might be a pretty good quarterback, but if you had him in, say, New York behind the Jets offensive line or some of these other situations he's playing in Chicago, it's probably not going to be the same story. So to your point, yes, you got to be able to coach these guys up and put them in the spots where you highlight their skill sets. But again, this goes back to the problem of, okay, we're going to let Matt Nagy and and Ryan Pace go ahead and draft Justin Fields, and then we're going to fire those two guys and bring in a new GM and a new head coach who might not necessarily like Fields. They might not want him in their system because they know he doesn't fit, so they're going to try to force him into the system. This is what sets organizations back years. Yep. Find the general manager, let the general manager hire the coach. Let the general manager and the coach go out and get the quarterback. Align everybody so that you're all lockstep and invested in each other's success because right now it doesn't seem like the Bears and when I say the Bears I mean Ryan Poles the general manager and Matt Eberflus the head coach they're not very invested in Justin Fields success feels like they might want him to fail moving forward so they can make the case to go out and get somebody else in next year's draft and that's a loser's mentality total loser's it's mentality. a complete loser mentality and it's arrogance getting in the way okay he's the star he was drafted as high as he was for a reason and he has got great talent and you know this. All I have to do is look a few years back, Mahomes aside, Brady aside, quarterbacks who have won the Super Bowl with their coach and the combination that they have. Nick Foles, the, the, Doug Peterson had to change that offensive system on the fly in week 11, week 12, and he still won the Super Bowl. Why? Because he takes what he has in Foles and he structures the offense around it to accentuate what he's going to do well. It's the successful coaches. This is a mantra I heard a long time ago. It's the player, not the play. It's the player, not the play. And, and if you're letting that get in your way, you shouldn't be the head coach of a team. You shouldn't be running a team. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are pres- I'm so annoyed right now. I'm so annoyed right now. Why is that? Just by this, by this whole situation in Chicago. That- are, you, are you angry or perhaps given the time of day, are you hangry? I'm not hangry. I had uh, a nice little thing of uh, some uh, mixed unsalted nuts before. (laughs) So it really improved my protein intake. As I said, (laughs) carbohydrates early in the day, just, I am at this age where I will need a nap so quickly. In the middle of the day, it's Carlin versus Joe. In the morning, it's Carlin versus Carbohydrates. It's yeah, my I got married. <laughs> These are this is another one of the little things that you will learn about me. I, I'll tell you about it in a moment because we're a little bit late. But this is something that you are going to want to know as you get to know me, as I get to know you, as our audience gets to know us, and you'll hear it next. 
And by the way, we'll jump in the pool, too. What does that mean? We'll find out. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. From superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Um, one thing I wanted to let you know about, because you brought up carbohydrates earlier. Um, I actually got married in a restaurant named John's Pizzeria in New York uh, City. Wow! Oh, did not see that going there, but okay. I'm I'm um, I'm intrigued. John's Pizzeria. Yes. Is John, it a good pizzeria? Oh, outstanding! It's one of okay, the best good. in New York. Like, right. You've heard of John's of Bleecker? It's the same same crew. Correct. So, okay. I want you to picture this is a restaurant on 44th Street near Times Square in New York City, and it is. A formerly a church, and this is not my idea. It's my wife's idea. It's a place a lot of people go when you're going to the theater. It's right in that theater district. Okay. okay? My brother did the ceremony. It was eight minutes long. It was phenomenal. It's and how you every have wedding. Quite a few brothers, from what I understand. I have uh, four brothers and a sister. Okay. So my brother Steve. Um, ceremony eight minutes, which I think every wedding should be. I don't need to go to a, a full Excellent. hour thing. Uh, there were pizzas coming out of the oven, not five feet away from me, as we are exchanging vows. That's me. That's what P- I'm about. Pizzas for you and the wedding party, or were they just conducting their business while you were getting married? No, we rented out the restaurant, okay. and that's where we did the whole thing. So you're just smelling the beauty that is fresh pizza, the oregano and everything that's in the air. You're smelling that as you're getting married, probably just salivating at the lips throughout all of this, I would have to imagine. Did you go into your wedding on a full stomach? I did. Uh, on, on an empty stomach. On oh, an on empty an empty stomach. stomach. See, Absolutely. But I made the classic wedding mistake. Everybody always says to you leading up to your wedding, make sure you eat. You got to. Because you won't get a chance. And I'm like, eh, don't worry. I got this. I'm going to, 
you know, and I'm 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 bopping around. Everybody's showing up before the ceremony. I'm you know, it's the middle of uh, cocktail hour. There's no appetizers yet, but I'm you know, I'm doing my thing, having a champagne. Hey, how's it going? You know, yeah, Mr. Showman. Exactly. You know? I'm like a greeter in Vegas. You feeling yeah. lucky, old timer? How you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, uh, the rest of the night, did not have one slice of pizza at this place. And how many pizzas do you think came out of the oven for your, your guests? 75. 75 pizzas, and the big man couldn't get his hands on one single slice. We had about 190 to 200 people at the wedding. You couldn't get your hands on a single slice. Not all night because everybody, you know, you're dancing, you're doing the greeting line, you're doing all that stuff. Never got a sniff at it. And at the end of the night, I'm looking around like, where is everything? My nephew Peter's walking out. He's got 10 boxes stacked walking out of the place with it. That's the, see, that's the play. There are certain people that are going to walk into that wedding, yep. assess what it's about. It's a pizza wedding. There's going to be pizzas everywhere. And someone's going to make the connection very early. Wait a minute. I'm probably going to get drunk. I'm going to get hungry. At the end of the night, we need to find a way to get some of these pizzas out of here. And that turned out to be your nephew, Peter. That is one smart individual right there. And that kid was 12 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the hotel. The plot my thickens. I, my, my wife didn't eat anything either. My wife and I order room service. And we ordered a pizza. I was just about to say, please don't tell me you ordered a pizza from room service. And yet here we are. It was horrible. <laughs> and it was, and I'm not exaggerating here, uh, $75. Yeah, there it is. There I, it is. Wow. I'll tell you. My brother Talk about a called mismanagement. It. <laughs> the big, how can the big fella mismanage a food situation like so that? so horrible. But listen, the fact that I, I, and I'm very proud of myself and the fact it was my wife's idea that we got married at this place because it was great. But, you know, the only time I get pizza there is when we go back on our anniversary. The design, much like a Chicago Bears offense, the design was fantastic. The design yes, the was execution. exactly where you wanted it to be. It's oh. the execution where, where you fell. You see, here's the problem. Much like Justin Fields, you got away from who you are. Yeah, and the I Chris felt robotic Carlin, in the situation. Yeah, the Chris Carlin I know would have been on those pizzas before they even got into a box or on a tray. You would have been back there in the kitchen. You would have been bird-dogging those guys. Yeah. But this Chris Carlin was put in a situation, square peg, round hole, didn't understand the offense, started to feel robotic, couldn't make reads down the field. And before you know it, you lost the game by 25 points. You took three sacks. You threw a couple INTs. You're ordering a $75 pizza from room service that's terrible. And now you got to do a press conference explaining to the world, uh, you know, just how you're going to try to clean this thing up. Yeah. You are and, Justin Fields. Justin and, Fields is you. And guess what? In that situation, can't blame the coaching. No, no. Because we know who the coach was, is. You were, <laughs> your wife can't put you in a position to win, my friend. You were put in a position to win that game big. No one yeah. was asking you to deal with the seafood buffet or sushi or any complex meals that could have come out for a wedding. It was pizza. The yep. big man was set up to win that game by 40. Yep. And I dropped the ball. <laughs> and, and and no joke, I felt a little robotic because there I am in the receiving line. Oh, can I go grab? Oh, oh, here comes Aunt Billy. Oh, who were the uh, who were the groomsmen who allowed this to happen? I, I'm assuming your brothers were involved. How did no one think to just get at least one piece of pizza over in front of you at some point while you were doing all this? Well, here's the thing, my brother Steve, who married us, I I charged him. We I was his best man okay. at his wedding. 
and I charged him with the following. Or actually, I wasn't his best man, but I was just in charge of one thing. Make sure that he has a beer in his hand at all times. Good. That's a big role. Yes. You were up for that. Yes. At the And I was much younger. I was like 20. I was just out of college when that was the case. But yeah, I made that happen. And then I got married and I did the same thing with him. Just make sure I have a beer in my hand at all times. He did. But I, I didn't have somebody else assigned to the pizza. What about all these other brothers? Like, that's the whole point of having all these brothers. I know. Again, the planning, the execution, we could blame everybody on this. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's still something. I, I, it was an amazing time at the wedding, sans my own personal pizza satisfaction. Which did did you find yourself getting tired without having eaten anything throughout the course of this wedding? No, because you're on adrenaline that night. You know, the next day I felt like I was hit by a truck. Uh, but no. You no. probably felt lean, though, I'd have to say. No. <laughs> I haven't felt lean since eighth grade. I tried to score from second on a ground ball. Got thrown out. Garland versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Yeah, that was just a segment. That's right. Speaking of parties, we promised a pool party, and that is coming up in moments. Carlin versus Joe. By the way, top of the hour, too. We will check in in Chicago. David Kaplan from ESPN in Chicago to shed all light on this Justin Fields debacle. That's on the way on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party. That was a lot. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. The floor is yours, my friend. Explain to us the concept of pool party. Here's how it works. We've created a series of pools, not literal pools that you would go swimming in. Pools of teams, players, coaches, concepts. You have to pick one out from the group. It's pretty self-explanatory. You'll be hit with a series of questions, and then the big man's going to lay his insights on us. Are you ready? Yeah, let it roll. All right. Pool party, here we go. This is pool number one. Which NFL coach will be the first to be relieved of their duties. You have five options in this pool. Most pools will not be this deep. This one is deep because of a late entrant. Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, given everything that's come out of Chicago today with Justin Fields' comments um, about the coaching and the way in which the season has started, starting to feel a little dysfunctional in Chicago. David Kaplan from Chicago joining us in about 14 minutes for the updates on everything that's happening with the Bears. So your options in pool number one, which coach first to be relieved of their duties? Matt Eberflus of the Chicago Bears. Josh McDaniels of the Las Vegas Raiders. Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers. Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. It's Staley. Give me Staley. And it's, it's not close as far as during the season. I firmly believe Staley's going to get cut loose here if they lose again. I, I'm frankly... I feel like a, a, an injustice is being done that he hasn't been cut loose already. 
Like, you have to save what this is because you have an opportunity here to do some really good things, and he is an impediment to what you're doing right now. I, I look at the defense the other day. They take the lead. What happens? They give it right back. They give it right back. Unbelievable to me. But I would say that of those other names, Joseph, McDaniels will be on the table by the end of the year for the Raiders. Eberflus, maybe after the season, if this turns into a nightmare again. But I hope that he's not trying to talk people into, you know, these aren't my guys. I need my guys. I think McDermott's the interesting one. Outside of Belichick, which we have talked about a lot. McDermott, if this turned nightmarish for the Bills, they lose this week. You know, the Bills all of a sudden turn into a 7-10 and 10 team, which I don't think is off the table. Is Sean McDermott in some real trouble at the end of the season? I could see that. Okay. I could see okay. that. Interesting. Staley, now this is which coach will be the first to be relieved of Staley. their duties. Staley is your selection. Staley should, without question. If the question is should, he's the guy. I mean, I don't think there are cases to be made for everyone else where it's like, let's just wait a little bit longer. Even Eberflus, it's like, all right, this is year two. It's only two games in. Let's take our time a little bit. But will, will Brandon Staley be the first one fired? Triple eight, say ESPN. Maybe we'll take some calls on that. Pool number two mm. in our little pool party extravaganza. AFC contenders. I'm going to give you three. Which would you take to win the conference? Selection A. The Ravens of Baltimore. Selection B, the Dolphins of Miami. Selection C, the Jaguars of Jacksonville. Mm. Mm. Big man's thinking. He's been put in a vice here for those who don't understand because one of these teams, the least likely many of you would pick to win the soup, to win the AFC, happens to be his AFC selection. Well, it's a selection to make it to the AFC championship game. Correct. That's true. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. It's hard for me to argue against the Dolphins right now, but I need to remember that two is going to get hurt at some point. Like, that's going to happen. It's not if, it's when. Okay. So I will stick with Jacksonville. Mm. Jacksonville right now is who I will select out of that group. I think that that is a team that progressively will get better as the season goes along. Offensively, I was shocked by what happened this past weekend. The fact that they only put nine points on the board against Kansas City, very surprising to me. Um, but I am not remotely worried about them. Their offensive line is a concern, but I am not remotely worried about them. I would take them slightly over the Miami Dolphins just because I am counting on Tua getting hurt. Jacksonville getting progressively better throughout the course of the season. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle. <laughs> That's the perfect tie-in right there. Well done. I'm surprised. No, no, no commentary on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sure you're going to say something like, well, you know, they're already dealing with a lot of injuries. Baltimore looks quite formidable. Lamar Jackson, number two in the NFL in completion percentage right now. Yeah, but I, I don't believe in them yet fully. Okay. I don't. Okay, that's fair. Okay, next. All right, pool party number three. Let's dive into this pool. Which of the following 2-0 and o teams is for real? And that seems quite general, but... To specify a little bit more, I'm going to give you four teams that are 2-0. and Which of these would be most likely to make some real noise, to really challenge for a playoff spot, possibly get in and win some games? Which 2-0 team is for real? A, the Washington Commanders. B, the New Orleans Saints. C, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. D, the Atlanta Falcons. Washington. Because they've Ooh, the not best. even You didn't even need a, a beat there for that no, one. No, no. Washington is the best defense of that group. Okay. I, 
I don't know what Sam Howell's going to be yet, but you've already seen a very positive impact that uh, Eric Bieniemy has had on that offense. So I have to feel good about where that is headed. I don't think they're going to be world beaters this year offensively, but they're going to be more than enough to carry a team, or not carry, but go along for the ride with what I feel like is a really, really good defense. Have you ever seen a division in NFL history like the South where three teams are 2-0 and and nobody gives that division any respect whatsoever? Like there's no. not a single person who's like, hey, look out for the NFC South. The Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers, or excuse me, the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints are all undefeated right now. Is there at any point this season where you are going to find yourself saying, not just look out for that division, but look out for any one of those teams. No, not at all. I, I the Saints There's are exactly who I thought they were. The Saints are going to the Saints have the easiest record in the NFL or the easiest schedule in the NFL. They're going to win games, but they're not going to look good in the process and they'll be exposed eventually against a good team. That we've already seen that. Atlanta Desmond Ritter's a problem. I like him, but he's a problem. It's just he's not going to be good enough to win them big games. The Tampa Bay one is the intriguing one. Because they're 2-0, Baker looks pretty good. There's still some talent there held over from the Super Bowl run. That one's intriguing, but I'm not there yet. If it was to be anyone, it would be them. Pool number four here in Pool Party. Mm. NFC contenders. I'm going to give you three. Who's going to win the conference? The 49ers of San Francisco, the Eagles of Philadelphia, the Cowboys of Dallas. Philadelphia. I'm not backing off that yet. Again, that's very quick. Very still quick very, still very much believe they're the best team in the conference. They haven't played anywhere near their best as of yet, and they're still winning games. They have the best personnel across the board. They have the best offensive line in football. They have a very deep defensive line and defense, period. I have no reason at this juncture to bet against the Philadelphia Eagles, even though the other two teams have played at a very high level. So How far. would you rank them 2-3? Do the Niners I, hold the two-spot, or has Dallas elevated itself there? Not yet. San Francisco 2, Dallas 3. But Dallas has probably made – Dallas has probably impressed more than the other two, would you say? Is that Correct. fair? But they have also played nobody. So, okay. But, yes, they have they've, – they've closed the gap a hair, if you will. Let me throw something at you here. Toss it. Uh, if you were offered the proposition where you can make a bet on who wins the NFC and you were given the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Niners, or the field, which Ooh. would you take and how aggressive would your bet be? The Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Niners, I would take, I would take them as opposed to the field, and it would be an aggressive bet. I feel really strongly that one of those three teams is winning the NFC. If you had the ability to put your mortgage on that, would you bet that? I would. Okay. I would. would I mean, you... we're talking about when we say the mortgage, we're talking about one month payment. We are talking about one month payment. I'm yeah. going to just progressively work my way up here. Again, right. progressively working my way up brought to you yes. by Progressive Insurance. Exactly. Would you, would you dip into your 401k to take the tax penalty that comes with that just so you can make the money on this bet and then put it back into your 401k? I would. You would. See, that yeah. now we're getting now we're getting really aggressive. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I like that because it's not just aggressive, it's also reckless. And there's a part of Joe Fornball that likes reckless behavior. Oh, I enjoy not all reckless. the time, but that's yeah. a bit reckless right there. Occasionally you want to be reckless. Occasionally, uh, listen, yeah. That, what's I'm the point of living live. life if you're never gonna be a little bit reckless? Yeah, I'm here to live. Absolutely. Why are we getting all these uh, emails from Fidelity? Well, I tapped into the 401k early and I gotta pay the twenty percent fee. Oh you my god, why? Any further? Hear yeah. me out. 
I've got the Niners, Cowboys, and Eagles to win the NFC. It's a lock, honey. It's a lock. <laughs> you know what the people from Fidelity would say? What's that? You know what? We should put that in our mutual fund. That's what they would say. <laughs> that should be, as opposed to some of those futures that you Stocks, can invest bonds, in. Stocks, bonds, ETFs, exactly. uh, NFC futures. <laughs> no. We're, we're on the NFC futures. Oh, is that like the new NFT? No. It's betting. <laughs> This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.